At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Big Game Look Ahead. Here is Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds. It is our number two of the big game look ahead presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm not good with directions, Wes. The uh, Super Bowl will be to our south. Mm-hmm. What about five miles a year from here? Yes. That's it. Yes. We, you could walk there from here. It'd be a hell of a walk. You'd probably get there quicker based on the uh, traffic <laughs> we have on the I-15. Right now. I think that is a fair assessment. Let's bring in your co-host here uh, regularly on VEASAN tonight, weekdays from 9 to 12 p.m. Eastern. The one and only Matt Humans. Follow him on X as I do at Matt Humans 247. Matt, what did you make as the late, great Jack Buck once said? I don't believe what I just saw. Did you believe what you saw in that second <laughs> half of the Niners and Lions? It's great to be on tonight with Super Dave Ross and West the Animal Reynolds. And uh, I will tell you that at halftime, I'm, I'm at a party in San Diego. I came down here yesterday to the uh, Farmers Insurance Open Ooh. to watch to watch all the golfers of West Reynolds and I bet crap out on the 45 <laughs> course yesterday. Boy, isn't that the truth? And, uh, <laughs> And then uh, I was at a Super Bowl. Or I was at a uh, football party today, and we were talking about the Super Bowl line at halftime. So, okay, the Lions are up twenty-four-seven. I said, you know, if you watch, they're they're getting eight yards every time they hand it off. They just run up the middle. They're getting eight yards. They're really going to have a hard time screwing up this game. Mm-hmm. They're really going to have to screw this up to lose it. So we're talking about what would the Super Bowl line be? Uh, Chiefs minus three and a half for four over the Lions, and then boom, twenty-seven unanswered points, and all of a sudden now the Chiefs are going to be underdogs. In uh, the Super Bowl, but uh, this is two weeks in a row. The Lions, or excuse me, the uh, 49ers have been let off the hook. They got let off the hook by the Packers and then the Lions in back-to-back weeks. And, you know, Wes and I talked about this last week. Sometimes you have to survive that one scare. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you roll going forward, and that happens a lot of times in the NCAA tournament. Well, the 49ers have had two scares now, and they should have lost both games. So I'm not exactly sure what to make of it. We can talk about this a little bit more, but... 
Uh, I thought the Super Bowl line was going to be Niners minus two and a half, maybe three. So, you know, sitting right in that neighborhood, we thought it was going to be. Yeah, and uh, early money, obviously, coming on the Chiefs. And, and Matt, I feel you because I'm kind of conflicted at first glance because it's like, okay, the Niners not only got one scared, they got two scares. So it's like, I do want to credit them for being gutsy in the second half and finding ways to win. After all, this is a team that has been favored now in all 19 games. And now uh, for uh, SB 58, now the 20th game of the season. But no surprise, really, that the money is coming back on the Chiefs because I remember uh, sitting with you and with Dave and everybody on here last year. It's like, I have an opportunity to bet Patrick Mahomes is an underdog in the Super Bowl. And if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. So I did it. And it paid off last year, but now I'm thinking maybe I don't want to bet him as an underdog. Right. And it's like, what am I thinking? What has changed? Well, that's a, that's a good question because you were right about that a year ago. Mahomes is a dog, definitely the right side. You know what? I bet the Chiefs in all three playoff games this season. And uh, I don't think there were many people who thought the Dolphins were going to go to Kansas City and win that game in the bitter cold. But the last two weeks, all I heard was, well, the Bills are going to take out the Chiefs. Uh, the Ravens are going to take out the Chiefs. I stuck with the Chiefs. I'm probably going to stick with them in this game. And I don't want to oversimplify the handicap of it, but Brock Purdy, again, was re really shaky today. He came up with uh, some big plays in the second half to help the 49ers pull that one out of the fire. But when it comes down to the two quarterbacks, who do you trust in the second half when the game's on the line? Do you trust Mahomes or do you trust Purdy? And uh, just because the Chiefs have been paying me off, I'm probably going to stick with the Chiefs here. I was actually hoping to get three. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to be the case. But, uh, again, hey, this 49ers defense, a lot of times the injuries that happen over the course of the year because football is a game of attrition, mm -hmm. and you tend to forget about the injuries. Um, Tafanga, the all-pro safety for the 49ers, was lost about halfway through the season with an injury. And we've talked about this run defense for San Francisco being a problem. Well, tonight, the Lions ran for 182 yards. Last week, if the Packers would have stuck with the run, they probably would have won the game. Uh, so Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs, you know, they're not, it's not a, it's not a uh, run-heavy offense. But with Mahomes and Pacheco, I don't really like what I'm seeing from the San Francisco defense. I think there's a, I've seen enough to probably just go ahead and say I'm going to stick with the Chiefs in this game. You know, I'm looking at the total here, Matt, at 47 and a half. That has not moved. So while we're seeing money come in on the Chiefs side here to knock this down from three, two and a half, down to one, we're seeing that kind of stay right there, 47 and a half. So clearly, so far, people don't know exactly what to do with this number. It's something we just talked a little bit about with Gil Alexander, and we see teams change. It kind of felt like the Chiefs, I don't want to say flatlined at the middle of the year offensively, but they have gotten better. And I don't know if it's just Travis Kelsey and all of a sudden he's turned back to being Travis Kelsey. But do they have enough? Have you seen enough in the postseason to say if the offense isn't all the way fixed, at least it's much better than from what we saw down the stretch in the regular season? Yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of truth to that because, you know, handicapping is a fluid situation. A lot of people are stubborn and they think the team they've been watching for the first 14 weeks, mm -hmm. the team they're going to keep seeing. And uh, the Chiefs are, are better offensively. I think Rasheed Rice, the emergence of uh, the second-round draft pick from SMU, has been key because he's kind of developed into a number one receiver, and you got to respect the receiving core a little bit more. Uh, Valdez Scantling made a big catch today. I'm sure everybody expected him to drop that ball, <laughs> and he caught it to seal the game. Just keep Kadarius Tony on the sideline. Don't let that guy play, and, and that's a plus for the Chiefs. But, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm watching the – 
Chiefs Ravens today. I'm thinking, what, what is uh, this Baltimore game plan on defense? Mm-hmm. Where you're playing zone, you're leaving Travis Kelsey wide open in the middle of the field. I, it's mind-boggling to me because when you watch the Patriots, Bill Belichick's great at taking away Kelsey. And uh, even two years ago, he's really good at taking away Kelsey and Tyree Kill in the same game. And then the Ravens leave Travis Kelsey wide open in the middle of the field all day. And I said, the Ravens had a poor game plan and they did a poor job of executing it. I got to think the Niners got to have a little bit better defensive game plan, but I still, I, I like the improvement I've seen in the chiefs offense. And I think the Niners defense has got some deficiencies I'm not sure they can fix in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Ravens had a uh, poor game plan on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. too, defensively yeah, and offensively. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs had struggle against the run, and they only run uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill uh, combined six times. Uh, so go figure. So, Matt, that actually brings me uh, to coaching here because I, I thought Kansas City – I thought their game plan was really, really good, especially Steve Spagnuolo on defense with the blitzes that Baltimore, you thought maybe they fixed those problems uh, from the week before against Houston. Four sacks today, Lamar was under pressure. Ravens never really had any answer for the blitz. And then uh, offensively, I thought Reed and Matt Nagy, uh, uh, very good, you know, very consistent. Ran the ball a little bit. We're a little bit more conservative in the second half. So when you look at the coaching uh, in this game, because these two teams are pretty equal and the point spread, of course, bears that out. Who do you give the edge to? Do you go if you go with Andy or do you go with Kyle Shanahan here? Mm, that's a tough one. Actually, I'm going to say I'm going to go with Spags. I like mm-hmm. Steve Spagnuolo. I, yes. th- I thought his defensive game plan today was outstanding. You know, blitz Lamar Jackson, uh, forced him to make quick decisions. Jackson did not handle it well. Like you said, the Ravens did a really poor job of uh, play calling on the offensive side. Tom Mockett, what are you doing? You got the number one rush offense in the NFL, and you're not sticking with the rush. Uh, I was, I thought Steve Spagnuolo probably won that game for the Chiefs with his uh, his defensive attack. And I'm a little bit disappointed, actually, in the Chiefs offensively in the second half because I think the first five series all ended in punts, if not the first six. And they got way too conservative with that and just sat on a 10-point lead uh, like it was, like they were going to milk the clock too soon. Uh, I, I think I'm not going to give an edge in terms of the coaches, but I think the Chiefs get a bit of an edge because, you know, this was a six-straight AFC championship game they played in. They got a lot, of, a lot of veterans on this team, and it looked today like the Chiefs have been here before, and it looked like the Ravens had not. So I think experience does count for something, and I think that check, uh, the check marks got to go in the box of the KC side on that. If we go to the special teams check mark in a game that right now is just a one point favorite for the Niners, we've got to check that box for Kansas City, right? And and I don't know if what we saw Moody miss a field goal today uh, early in that game mm-hmm. for the Niners. That could be in a game that we're thinking, at least uh, from the numbers that we're seeing right now, could be very, very close. How much of an advantage is that for Kansas City to know that they got one of the elite kickers in the league and San Francisco's got a rookie? Yeah, it's it's probably a little bit of an edge, and it might be just enough of an edge to uh, decide the game. You know, you never know when special teams are going to come into it. Like today, you'd think Justin Tucker might be a weapon, but he was never a factor in the game from the, the Baltimore perspective. Uh, so... I'm probably going to stick with the Chiefs as I've been thinking about this and thinking about how lucky the 49ers are to get off the hook against NFC North teams on back-to-back weeks and how I don't like their run defense and what we're seeing when teams can gouge them against the run. Uh, I I think KC should be an underdog here, but like Wes Reynolds said last year, 
you know, when Mahomes is a dog, I feel like I have to take him. Mm. And I took him the last two weeks against the Bills and the Ravens, so I'm probably going to take him. Again, you guys, I know you guys got a lot of time to talk about this game. It is, it's baffling to think about all the mistakes the Lions made in the second half to lose that game today. Yes. And you're talking about special teams. How about the one where they had a chance to down the punt at the one yard line? The guy <laughs> steps in the end zone. I mean, you could, there are ten major mistakes you can rattle off that the Lions made in the second half. To the lose Gibbs that game. fumble, that ball going yep. off uh, Bill Doors face the mask Reynolds right drop. into Aook. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the fourth down drop, the <sighs> incomplete, the Saint Brown. So. A lot of things that went wrong for Detroit and Dan Campbell here this afternoon. Matt, got about 20 seconds left. We were talking with Johnny Avello of DraftKings. He thinks this line's going back to where it originally was, maybe closer to two, two and a half. I thought it might hit pick at one point. Where do you think this number's going? It's down to one and a half, I one think, now. Yeah, I think two. You know, we were talking about this tonight, and I think the right line's probably 49ers minus two. But we're not talking about key numbers right now, so... Uh, I think uh, what we're going to see is a bounce from one and a half to two for the next two weeks. Are you playing nine holes very quickly at Torrey Pines? No, I'm not. I'll be back in studio tomorrow night with Wes Reynolds on tonight. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll talk about Torrey Pines and the disaster that was. Uh, um, congratulations, Mathieu Pavone. Thank you so much, Matt Humans. When we come back, Tim Murray yes. joins the program next year on The Look At. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Your first look at the biggest betting event of the year. This is the Big Game Look Ahead. Here is Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds. My favorite read of the show, Wes Reynolds. Omaha Steaks. You can fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every single bite. It's Omaha Steaks guaranteed. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you're going to get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Just look at the picture, America. Minimum purchase may apply. 
How good is that? We, we need to get uh, a care package from Omaha Steaks and uh, have uh, maybe the fine uh, culinary staff here at the Circa Resort and Casino uh, go ahead and cook that for us and display that for the people. Is it true? Because I've been calling out Matt Humans all week. He, he likes to steak medium well. Uh, yes. He uh, should be arrested. I, I know. should be I arrested know. for that. Let's bring in one of DC's finest. Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime, weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. You can follow him on X as I do at 1 Tim Murray. Tim, how are you, my friend? And what is your biggest takeaway from Championship Sunday? That Matt Humans likes his steaks medium well? <laughs> I know. I, I know that, that just throws everything off, Tim. I, I mean, I know we're supposed to, you know, be all Super Bowl all the time, so we will not be breaking down the Boston U no, Holy know, Cross. We we're going to have Tim I, break I down we, Patriot we got League jobs basketball. jobs to do and <laughs> get it. But, man, that, that threw me for a loop, guys. It, I'm me just, too. You know, I was, I was getting hungry re- listening to the, the Omaha Steaks read, and then, you know, then that happens. It ruins right. everything. Snap out of it into, uh, into well, Man, I, I tell you what, Wes, I, I, I kind of, I can only imagine Dave taking a victory lap right now of, uh, of you know, going after analytical uh, Twitter uh, <laughs> at this moment, Dan Campbell. Fan. Yes, finally. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's not analytics. Right. Like, that's, that's just, that's, uh, I, I texted a good buddy of mine who is very analytically uh, savvy. And I go, I don't, I go, there's analytics. And then there's whatever that was. He goes, that's not analytics. That's gambling. And that's what it was. Like there is no way of explaining it. And I get it. Like he's done it all year. And you know, Dave, Dave, you could attest to it as a cowboy fan. We all watched it where he just said, bleep it on that two point (laughs) conversion. I'm going for it anyways, you know? And, And that's just who he is. And and let's be honest, man, that's why the Lions, in my opinion, aren't in the Super Bowl right now. Yep. So, um, you know, here we stand. And and now, guys, it's it's going to be two weeks of a reminder that Patrick Mahomes is 10-1-1 ATS as an underdog. He's 9-3 and three straight up as an underdog. And this number, as we've seen, has already moved towards the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's going to be a lot of that discussion. But can we not forget that the second half of the Ravens-Chiefs game was the Chiefs' defense making the plays. Like, yes, the third down conversion won the Chiefs the game, but the Chiefs' offense did diddly and squat in the second half. The defense made the plays. Zay Flowers fumbled in a great play by Snead at the, at the goal line. Lamar throws the interception. The second half, they were on their heels the entire time. So while betting against Patrick Mahomes has been an unsuccessful endeavor for many, including yours truly today, because I had the Ravens, let's not forget what the second half brought to us, which was they didn't really do anything in the second half offensively. It was the defense that made the plays when they needed to. And you could define whether it was the Chiefs, made the plays defensively, or the Ravens messed up offensively. Yeah, five punts, by the way, in the second half for Kansas City. Uh, uh, 20 of those yards on the final drive was the too many men on the field and then the unnecessary roughness, which I believe they did on purpose yep. to try to yep. save that timeout. Yep. And and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who couldn't catch that ball on Monday night oh. against the Eagles when I, re- when I really, really oh, needed, I needed it, but uh, 
he goes ahead and gets it done today and the Chiefs are moving on. So, yeah, Tim, uh, we, we've been talking about that with a, with a couple guests already on the show in terms of what you saw recently. And look, we've seen the Chiefs now win twice on the road in the playoffs. Uh, we've seen San Francisco twice as big favorites, not cover the number, but find a way to get it done uh, uh, at the end here. So do you look at the 49ers? Because I think some of the betters, at least based on the early action, are looking at the 49ers as lucky. So do you look at them as lucky or do you look at them as gutsy? That's a that's a great way to look at it uh, and and ask it. Um, I I would say a little bit of both um, because I I I I agree. I believe what I said, which is they should have lost this game uh, and they should have lost to Green Bay. Um, you know, I thought Green Bay was the better team, and I thought Detroit to an extent was the dumber team today. I mean, <laughs> with the decisions that they made, um, but. You know, and I said this all week when I, you know, talked about, look, my official play on the show, I like to keep things as transparent as possible on the network, was a, a money line parlay. And I said it on the show Friday, it feels super square. It was because Baltimore obviously didn't get there. It was Baltimore to San Francisco. And watching that first half, and I'm like, man, I don't know what's going on. So now here we sit, and there's this, there's this, you know, good. There's this good angel, bad angel. Where I look at the good angel, or, and I don't know if this is a good apt comparison, but I look at it, I say, all right, Brock Purdy's a favorite versus Patrick Mahomes. I gotta go with Patrick Mahomes. And then I look at the other side and I say, but San Francisco, one through fifty-three, is a better team than than Kansas City. And I said that about Baltimore, and I still believe it to be true. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. Uh, I have not made a bet yet. I know there's plenty of people who have jumped in and made their bets, and obviously we've seen this market move where you guys sit at circus down to one. There's one and a halfs out there uh, as well. So we've seen movement towards Kansas City. I understand it uh, completely, but you know I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna you know dive in a little bit more. You know my initial feel, to be honest, guys, is San Francisco, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I just haven't gotten there yet because look at the end of the day. Uh, one guy has one team has maybe the greatest quarterback of all time uh, with the way he has played to start his career, and the other has Brock Purdy. So we will uh, we will see how it plays out. But uh, to answer your question, Wes, it does feel like they're they're certainly a bit a bit more lucky than gutsy at this point. But at the end of the day, they're here, and all that doesn't matter. The San Francisco 49ers, a team that. Many believed was the highest power rated team in the entire NFL all year long on a neutral field now is only a one point favorite against the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I look at this, Tim, and while we've seen the movement here on the side, we're not seeing it on the total 47 and a half. And this is perplexing to me to see where we think this line might go in the next two weeks. I would assume we think it goes up fast track. Chiefs offense would have been better, although, as you mentioned, Absolutely nothing in the second half, while San Francisco's offense did nothing in the first half and did everything in the second half. Do you think that's the way we see it, whether or not you like it uh, to go over is another story, but do you think the number is eventually going to go up? I would think it would tick up. 48 is a key number, Dave. Um, I, I would. I, I kind of lean under, and I'm kicking myself because I, I told you I made that bet, which was the money line parlay, sat back with it. And I said to myself, man, I really like the under in Kansas mm -hmm. City, Baltimore. I didn't play it. And obviously that was a, a pretty dead under situation. 
So the more and more I look at this game, you know, let's 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 be honest with ourselves here. Kansas City, the best unit they had all year was their defense. It was better than their offense. And I know the offense was humming in that first half, but they won the AFC Championship, in my opinion, because of their defense and Chris Jones being an absolute monster and, you know, uh, Sneed making the big play at the goal line. So the the thing that, that I did take away from today a little bit, to be honest, guys, was, man, that, sec- that, that San Francisco defense felt a little more leaky than I anticipated today. <laughs> and I think that's the thing that I come away just a little questioning, right? You know, I know there was a lot of people out there uh, you know, enjoying the uh, the Chase Young struggles on some run fits. And, and Dave, I'm sure uh, you and I have some uh, familiar friends oh, that yes. were having some yucks on that. And I'm like, yeah, where was, where was that when you were bowing down at the altar of Chase Young? But that's another discussion <laughs> for another day for us D.C. folks. That's right. Um, but, you know, the San Francisco defense came away to me was the one I was like, man, are we are we so sure about this? But my initial lean would be under in this game. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it all plays out, but, uh, yeah, I think if, if you like the under, to be honest, Dave, I would think you just wait back and see where this thing goes and maybe it ticks up a little bit and you get under a key number uh, of a 48. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that if you're going to be an under backer, that's the advice here. Go ahead and wait very quickly. I, I know we're DC guys here, hundred to one next year. You don't know who the head coach is. Could I interest you in that ticket to win the stop. Super Bowl next year? Stop, please stop. <laughs> This. No, no, no interest. Come on, cool. Tim. No are, I for all we DC, talk, are we are we going to talk a little Virginia Tech Castle Coliseum Woo. tomorrow, catching points against the Dukies, or is that oh. a, another show? Yeah, it might be another show. I don't know. Uh, we still got to talk some basketball, yeah. though, even if, though we are all SB all the time. If, if Del Curry's suiting up tomorrow, then you got my action, Tim. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. We'll catch up again soon. All right, boys. Talk to you. Thank there you, is, everybody. Give him a follow at one. Tim Murray. When we come back, let's talk about these line moves, ones that haven't gone and some that are on the move when you come back with us here on The Big Game Lookout. Your first look at the biggest betting event of the year. This is The Big Game Look Ahead. Here is Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that's going to help make the Super Bowl even more electrifying. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on any game, of course, the Super Bowl, and get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VEASAN only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code VEASAN, and the crown could be yours. We're going to have JVT. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to hop back in with us here at the end of this hour but, Wes, it was interesting just when you listen to the intro to us for that segment. It is the singular biggest gambling day of the year, mm-hmm. every year, Super Sunday. For your money, do you prefer March Madness in the four days you get on that first weekend? Well, yeah, actually, we count the Tuesdays, you get the couple games there. But beginning on Thursday, in that four days of March Madness versus that singular day of the Super Bowl, which, from a betting perspective, do you like better March Madness? Uh, I, I think number one, you have all the NCAA tournament games and you have them all day. You know, morning, oh, noon, yeah. and night essentially, and and they're staggered. You also have you know the other tournaments too. You've got NIT, CBI, where you can find different little uh, advantages as well. I, I just think the Super Bowl because there's two weeks, it gets to the point 
even if you're the biggest NFL fan out there, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, Play enough the game. already. Because with March Madness, you get the draw on Sunday, and you got games Thursday. Actually, yeah. you got games Tuesday now. You do, right. Because you have those first four games in Dayton, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, even though I'm more of a fan of just 64 teams and not 68. But anywho, uh, you know, they the anticipation is so short. And then you get to the games, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're into it. Once you get going, 12 Eastern time on Thursday, you're going. So with this, it's like, okay, we're going to talk about this. And, you know, you gradually have props that are put out in the market and whatnot. It can be overwhelming. Mm. Whereas even with the NCAA tournament, you know, I know it seems like there's a lot of games, but there's only, I think, like uh, 16 games on a day. And we have college basketball Saturdays like yesterday where you have like 150 games. So it doesn't seem as overwhelming as the Super Bowl and then the big game and then just going, you know, and waiting and anticipating. It's like we have broken this game down from every single angle. We've broken down. We've done not only the actual football stuff, but the betting stuff, but the entertainment stuff and all the events that are going to be around it. So. It gets to the point where it's like, okay, let's kick this. We're thing off. We're, re- we're ready now. So we've. So I, I have to assume if you're seeing some of this money and and the numbers changing now, this is I think some of the sharper actions coming out that they believe we're getting a good number on this thing. That's why it's moved down from two and a half to one. If you are a recreational better, okay, and for people that are going to bet because this is the the single greatest gambling day in America, one day, the Super Bowl. Is there advice you would give to them as we're talking about the side and total here, and certainly. Prop market, as Johnny Avello said, now number one. Those are already up there. Is there a cautionary tale that you'd say to a recreational better that just goes, oh, this is basically a pick I'm going to pick my favorite team here, who I'm rooting for, because I think there's there's novice betters that don't really know how to attack this space, and I think we're always in the business to try to educate them. Listen to everything, but don't follow anything necessarily. You know, you want you want to – because there's going to be – with, with all this time in between uh, now and obviously the big game, you can find like a trend to support anything that you want. Mm. You totally can. I, I saw a very funny tweet uh, uh, actually just now. Every time the 49ers have won the NFC championship game versus a team that has a shade of blue in their logo, <laughs> they've gone on to win the Super Bowl. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. It's settled. Don't listen to anything else. See, you know, the, the next two weeks. So that that's good advice, people. Please don't listen to things like that out there. Because, yeah, people are saying, oh, there was a, the, the Ravens are going to be in it because there was a purple in the color scheme. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen, people. It didn't work out. So you hear all these crazy things, and you're going to hear crazy things for the next 14 days leading up to Super Sunday here at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. So while the, the side, again, has moved dramatically, I mean, it's still a point and a half, but not through any key numbers here, mm-hmm. right? Because you're you're at one right now for the Niners, but that total—that's what I want to get at here. That total at forty-seven and a half—that's the one and that I'm struggling with to tr- really try to find. And we just had Tim Murray on. He's like, "Hey, if you're an under better, wait," because more than likely, most people like to bet over. And I think Johnny Avello of DraftKings did point that out. And plus, now you're in a climate-controlled environment at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas, so. Quote, unquote, fast track, right? Right. So, you know, this isn't, you know, the elements are not a part of this game. It's not like it's being played in Florida where it could rain. Mm-hmm. You know, like it did in Miami for Colts Bears all those years ago. That's right. It absolutely poured. Uh, but so you don't really have the, the elements, I think, that are going to play that much of a factor. So, 
yeah, people are going to more, more betters, like in most games, are going to want to bet overs and see points. They don't want to see, they don't want to see that, what was it, 13 to 3 Patriots Rams Super Bowl where, where Edelman kind of won the MVP by default. Yeah. It's like, well, somebody's got to get it. And that was on a fast track. Yeah. And we, and, we got and, no points. Abs- absolutely. I, I remember being in a sports book during that game and there was no interest in betting it live. I had never seen a full sports book so bored and where we had empty seats in a book during a Super Bowl. Well, I've never seen that except well, for that game. Let's talk about that with live betting because I think you, you bring up a really good point there. Certainly, as I mentioned off the top of the show, hey, if you got in, you had the foresight because I didn't have it, to think the Niners were coming back from that 24-7 halftime uh, deficit and win the game, you got a pretty penny today. Is there do's and don'ts of live betting for you? Because I, I know when the Chiefs came down and scored – Remember, the Ravens had the ball first, went three and out, punted. Mm-hmm. Chiefs went right down and scored. My inclination was, I'm going to live bet the Ravens. And I didn't. Glad I didn't. Because my, my initial gut was, oh, and then they went down and scored. I went, oh, I should have live bet the Ravens. And, of course, that, that doesn't end up working out. Is there a do's and don'ts for you? When do you feel like it's the proper time to Yeah, I, I mean, look, and timing is everything, I think. But one thing you don't want to do necessarily is, okay, bet what you see last or, or bet what just happened last. If anything, you usually kind of want to be the uh, the opposite of that more often than not. Because it's like, okay, I've seen so many times where it's like, okay, first team scores on their first drive. Right. Next team scores on their drive. So everybody's over, over, over. And that gets taxed into the market. So you're paying for that because, you know, the, the sharp odds makers that are doing live wagering during the Super Bowl or, or any other event – are going to know that you're going to pay that tax. They're going to know which way you want to bet anyway. So definitely keep that in mind in, in, in terms of doing that. Know, you know, just even the basic things, you know, who, who, who gets the ball first in the second right. half. You know, how did a team do, especially like if you're betting second half betting, how did they close the first half and what's the next second four minutes? You know, it's that old middle eight uh, thing that Michael Lombardi has yep. written about. You know, paying attention to that because the team that usually wins those two segments of the game, that last four, first four, is the team that's more often than not going to win the game. So that's something that you got to consider. You know, when you're when you're when you're jumping into uh, live betting, and and also there are times too where people want to keep jumping in because okay, it's going to go opposite. It's going to go. It's going to you know the pendulum is going to swing the other way. Sometimes it doesn't. And you just keep betting live, live, live. Remember, remember the uh, uh, Kansas City Super Bowl against Tampa Bay a couple of right. years ago. People kept betting Kansas City, betting Kansas the comeback's City. Comeback's gonna happen, and it never did. And there was a lot of okay, I'm gonna take him at seven. Well, now I'm gonna take him at ten and a half. Well, oh. now I'm gonna take him at thirteen and a half. And before you know it, it snowballs. So you gotta also know when to cut your losses. Yeah, very astute observation. Sometimes the games don't flip, like we saw in San Francisco today. That is not always necessarily the case. Uh, very quickly here, when you get into first half or second half betting, you know, first half betting is always interesting because, again, depending on, especially if you're laying points, with you don't know who's going to win the coin toss. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a, a do's and don'ts method for first half betting? Because I almost feel like if you like unders, then it's it's independent of who gets the ball. From. More often than not, and this is a prop I've played most years and been largely successful with it, nothing's ever 100%, but... I like to bet that no score in the first 630. Mm. And sometimes it's five minutes and 30 seconds, which means you got to pay a little bit of juice. You're not getting necessarily plus money because I feel like there is a feeling out process because of the anticipation 
and it's let's get going. And then you're just a little bit nervous. Maybe you overthrow a little bit yeah. or, you know, you, you rush a throw or, or, or something happens or you get you get a penalty. You get a false start that sets you back. You get a holding penalty that sets you back. And that stops scoring, at least early in game. So that's something that I, I usually look at. We don't have a lot of second halves out there. I think there's a faraway store that has 23 and a half juice to the under at minus 120. And then uh, uh, 49ers minus a half for the first half, but with juice. So to take that half, you obviously would have to pay juice with Kansas City as of now, but mostly far away stores. Nobody out here in Las Vegas having first halves or quarters or any derivatives up yet. Yeah, that, that that's always fascinating to me because, again, I kind of liked the Chiefs in the first half, and I stayed away from it going, I don't know who's going to win the toss. Yeah. And that's I, a big deal. I, I, I wish I wouldn't have uh, had the first half wager I had. I <laughs> thought Baltimore was going to start better. They did not. Go figure. They were 13-4 and four in the first half uh, against the And number. they got the ball first. Yeah. And uh, not even close. <laughs> no, sir. All right. When we come back, we're going to have Jonathan Von Tobel rejoin us here. Uh, hopefully, you caught him and Pam right before our show today. Come on back. Much more to get to as we continue the big game. Look at it. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. look at the biggest betting event of the year this is the big game look ahead here is dave ross and wes reynolds put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN pro subscription sign up on a VEASAN pro annual subscription get your first year for only 199 dollars just use the promo code look get access to everything on our new brand new VEASAN.com website, plus our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has a current hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember, use promo code LOOK. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for just $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Wes Reynolds as we continue the big game look ahead for the first time. Yeah, we cannot get ready two weeks from now 
for the Super Bowl right up the street here at Allegiant Stadium. It will be the Chiefs, and it will be the 49ers. Jonathan Von Tobel was in this chair for about three hours before you and I were in here, and is still kind enough to stick around and catch up with us again to talk more things about the uh, big game here. JVT, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you had a long day today. You're watching the game as you're doing the show. That's always an interesting thing to try to do two things at once. What was your takeaway from that second half as you're watching it and seeing the numbers change, uh, I'm sure, dramatically, certainly in that second half? Yeah, you know, we were tracking it, guys. And uh, as far as I was, con- like, as the, the biggest number I saw was Detroit minus eight and a half at one point in game. And, you know, that money, well, money line, obviously, subsequently matching that and then heading in the direction of San Francisco. But, David, it's hard not to focus on the decisions of Dan Campbell. And personally, you know, I fall in the line of, you know, following by the rules of win probability and increasing that and going with the, the uh, you know, the pejorative term, the analytics, right? Uh, I like that. And and I think that Dan Campbell did make some mistakes in the way that he managed this game. But I, I think it was mistakes in that, like, before the half, guys, I don't understand how you don't go for that. A lot of win probability models would tell you, you go for that touchdown instead of kicking a 21-yard field goal to go up 24-7 to before the break. The decision to run the ball on a third and goal and then burn a timeout when the timeouts are most important on that final yes. drive, I, I was amazed by some of the decisions there. I actually liked the attempts to go for it. It's the decision-making in between, and it's the plays that you call when you go for it. You're averaging over five yards of carry. Why not run it on one of those fourth and twos and fourth and threes? And so I was very surprised by the mistakes that Dan Campbell made, Dave, and I, I think that's kind of the takeaway when you watch a game like that transpire. And that's the thing uh, that, you know, with Dan Campbell, John, I don't think Dan Campbell is necessarily a guy that, quote, unquote, goes with the analytics that we're going to see a lot of the media sure. discuss in the aftermath of this game. I think this is his time at New Orleans when he was on Sean Payton's staff. And he saw Sean Payton do this a little bit because they had one of the most explosive offenses in the league with Drew Brees, where it's like the idea of putting fear in the defense, of not knowing what you're going to do and being unpredictable. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, with a couple of those play calls, he got predictable. Yeah, absolutely, Wes. And look, if you want a better example, or there is no better example uh, of him not really following the book, Go to that halftime decision, right? Before halftime to not go for it. it by one metrics, excuse me, by one model's metrics, Wes, when you go for that, again, and for people who don't understand kind of like the concept of this, just going for it, just snapping the ball increases your probability of winning a game. And in that moment, if he just snaps the ball on fourth and three before halftime and goes for it, his win probability of that game increases to 4.4%. And if he goes and he gets that touchdown before halftime, the probability of winning that game at the break is 91% or better by some models. I I was, I was really amazed Wes, especially when you look at the way he went for it in the second half, it makes no sense to not go for it in halftime. And then of course, to your point, it just shows that he's aggressive, but it isn't necessarily by the mathematical aggressive model. And I I think we got a good example of that today. We're talking with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, before we get to the breakdown of the Niners and the chiefs, let's look at the other game. And what went wrong today for the Ravens? Because I was sitting on a plus 1250 ticket for the Ravens to win the AFC. And I felt like a genius. And then I felt like an idiot after watching that first half. What what really to you, Jonathan, was the key as to why they could get nothing going after that first touchdown to tie it up at seven? I'll tell you, I think it boils down to one number, guys. And that number is six. Yes. That is the amount of carries that those running backs got in that game. I was amazed. If you look at different metrics and numbers for the Kansas City Chiefs, and, you know, we've talked to people out in Kansas City, Seren Petro, who covers the Chiefs for 810 out there for the radio station. We've talked about their de- the, their defensive choice 
uh, to invite the run, essentially, Kansas City, right? Because their secondary is so good, they'll allow you to run because they want to make sure their passing attack defensively is very sound. But still, it's a run defense that ranks in the mid-20s by many different metrics. How you don't, as a team, run the ball more than you did, especially with your running backs. 16 total carries on the ground for the Baltimore Ravens, guys. Eight of which went to Lamar Jackson. Two of which went to Zay Flowers. Mm. How in the world do you do that against a run defense like that? Uh, Dave, I thought that's what it boiled down to. I was amazed. I like aggressiveness on first downs. I like trying to set up second and shorts to keep your playbook open. But the fact that you won't run the ball consistently when this is the defense to do it against, I was amazed by the game plan here offensively, and I think that's what really made a difference for Baltimore. No, we're running line here, John, because uh, this was not Todd Monken's finest hour as the offensive oh. coordinator. I, The two coordinators I felt for Baltimore were just so overmatched today by the combination of Reed and Nagy offensively, even though they were a little more conservative, a lot more conservative in the second half, but uh, especially Steve Spagnuolo, and that's where I want to go here Uh the blitz got to Lamar again. I thought maybe that the Ravens were going to have that figured out because Houston got to him in the first half, and then he chewed him out in the locker room, and then Houston didn't touch him in the second half. So I thought, okay, this good offensive line, they got it fixed. But they had pressure all day, and, and Kansas City and Spags, they send blitzes at all angles. So you would think that they are going to do that in, against Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. Is that at least – before you get in any like uh, mathematical modeling or anything like that, is that from a pure matchup standpoint, the first thing you look at when you're handicapping this game? Wes, 100%. And the reason why you're able to do that as a team, right? Blitz the way that you are. You have to have trust that your secondary is going to hold up on the back end, right? That they're going to win their matchups, that they're not going to let guys go. Because generally when you're blitzing, you're talking about a bunch of one-on-one matchups everywhere else on the field. And Kansas City has the ability to do that with this secondary. And I think they have the secondary to match up with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. They're so sound, guys, on their back end that Steve Spagnuolo is able to do what he does. You know, on the show today, guys, I likened him to, you know, I'm a basketball guy, as you guys know, you know, playoff Rondo, right? Where like playoff <laughs> Rondo would just show up and he would be awesome. And he had like 21 assists and like 10 steals and do whatever. But playoff Steve Spagnuolo is brilliant. He knows exactly what to do. He'd get two weeks to prepare for this offense. I can't wait for that matchup, Shanahan versus Spagnola. But West, your overall point, I think that matchup works in favor of Kansas City. When you have a secondary that you trust that can stay in front of their guys, and when they're on islands, respectively, all over the field, and they can hold up so you can blitz and go after guys, I think that's going to be a very big matchup in their favor. And we saw, I mean, look, guys, the, the field goal that uh, the San Francisco 49ers settled for to take their, their first lead, ultimately, back-to-back -back plays, Brock Purdy takes sacks. Mm. That takes them out of a potential scoring position. If you can get after them, you can get them down, and I think they're going to be able to do that. So when you see the line move, you can understand why the Chiefs money is coming to knock it down from 2.5 to 1. The total has not moved at 47.5 here. Uh, Jonathan, what do you make then of either the side or total? It seems like you're leaning Kansas City. Do you have a lean on the total as well? Yeah, so I and I'll be fair for audience. I've got a KC ticket at seven to one to win the Super Bowl that, that I bet like about a month ago. So I will be approaching this a little bit differently. I hope that they're eventually favorites. I'll get a little bit out of this. But I think, Dave, from a total standpoint, it's hard to look away from the under. Just given the way that Kansas City has played here, we know about these unders now to the second half. I think it's like 17-2 and two to the under, the second half totals for the Kansas City Chiefs so far this season. It's because of how good their defense has been and how inconsistent their offense has been. Let's be fair. They got shut out in the second half today against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I think, Dave, that this lends itself to an under. I think you have two very good defenses you have an offense in Kansas City that has been inconsistent for times throughout this entire season. And you've got a San Francisco offense that I think 
can be stymied here by Kansas City's defense, which is playing at an elite level, is being schemed at an elite level, and a quarterback that is being that is here for the first time against a guy who has done it before. So for me, it's Kansas City and under, uh, but I do think from an actual play standpoint, uh, under the total, I feel very good about it. I know some spots open 49. We're down to 47 and a half. I think 47 and a half so playable to the under. I think this is going to be a pretty good physical defensive game that we're going to see here in two weeks. John, you've been out here in Las Vegas for a long time, so you kind of know how the schedule works for Super Bowl week where it's like, okay, the props come out very late in the first week, but now we get DraftKings. They put up a fair amount, not the full menu, uh, but certainly we don't have it widespread in the market. I know you hadn't had a chance to look at these yet, but any player or any angle maybe from a prop that you're looking to target based kind of on your handicap of the game that you just gave? Wes, it's hard not to look at Travis Kelsey just because of the way he's been playing, right? We're talking about nearly 300 yards of offense now, three touchdowns and three playoff games. That connection really seems to be back here for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I think outside of Fred Warner, you can go after this linebacking crew of the San Francisco 49ers. We saw it at times here today. That middle of the field was pretty open for the Lions. You saw a bunch of misdrives, actually a bunch of drops inside of Detroit. So I think that I'm going to look again to, to have a good day for Travis Kelsey. Guys, I had it under on receiving yards for Travis Kelsey today. I ripped that up in the first quarter. <laughs> that thing was done. But he's playing really well, and it's hard not to look at him to have another big day here given the matchup. I you thought, think, you yeah. think that MVP bet probably is not going to be popular oh my for goodness. Travis yep. Kelsey? Maybe even a wedding proposal afterward. Who knows? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, appreciate your time as always. Check him out at Hardwood Handicappers. We'll catch up again soon. See you guys. There he Thanks, is, everybody. John. Jonathan Von Tobel. When we come back, we've had great guests in the first two hours. Let's recap some of the thoughts that we have from, from our guests and some of them on opposite sides. We'll discuss next here as the big game look at continue. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 